I, I want to tell you something, Jared. Um, this is like the, the, the secret, the secret that no one wants to hear when they're in it. But if she wants time to work on herself, then that means she doesn't love you. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Whatever platform you're coming from, I'm grateful to have this podcast to be able to talk through your questions. That's what we do here. I answer your questions. You email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. I'll go through them and we'll we'll archive them and we'll get to it. So it could be about any subject. It could be about uh, life or career or relationship or faith or even music. Uh, it's funny that this is actually under the music category, but we rarely talk about music unless you ask me. Uh, and if you if you found me through TikTok or Instagram, thank you for being here. If you're a longtime listener, I appreciate you. I haven't had a guest in a while. I'm currently filming uh, a movie, a motion picture in West Texas. And so I come back home and I have uh, usually two days per week home. And I pick one of those days to jump on here and do the podcast. I don't really know when I'm going to do it. So I haven't had a guest in a while. So, oh, also, if you came from my radio show after midnight, uh, thank you for listening to that and showing up back here. But uh, let's let's get this thing started. I'm going to pull up the first question. And it comes from Jared in Abilene, Texas. Speaking of West Texas, Abilene, Texas, it says, Hey, Granger, I'm new to the podcast. Absolutely love what you have to say each and every week. Thank you for that. Um, here's what I have. So my girlfriend broke up with me this week and we've been dating for two months. So not real long, but I've known her over a year. And the reason she broke up with me is because she needs to get some work done on herself and uh, find out what she really wants in life, which I respect that because I want the best for her. But she wants some time to work on herself and see what she wants. And this is where I get confused because I really want to work this out between us because I love this girl. Do I wait for her? Do I let her go and remain friends down the road? I don't know how to process this because we had a conversation on what we both want out of a relationship and that went great. And then she broke up with me four days later. I'm 21 years old in college. So just a reminder to everyone that's uh, that's listening, I, I don't have any notes. I don't have any preparation. I don't even read these emails. So everything is going to be on the fly as if we're sitting around a campfire and just having this conversation. And Jared, you're up first. You you sit down at the campfire and you say, "Hey, man, I want to want to talk about this girl." It needs to it needs to be said that I'm not always right. I'm just going to give you uh, the campfire talk of what I think what I think of the situation from the limited information that I know that you gave me, Jared. Um, 21 years old, young, uh, haven't dated very long, two months. That's that's like nothing. And I mean, it's long enough to uh, to get a serious crush on her, to get the infatuation going on her. You are heartbroken. I, I want to tell you something, Jared. Um, this is like the, the, the secret, the secret that no one wants to hear when they're in it. But if she wants time to work on herself, then that means she doesn't love you. At least not right now, and at least not at a level that should continue this relationship. That's not a good sign, Jared. And this is what I would tell you around the campfire, it, it, that bro, she's using that. That's, that. that's just like one of the four main excuses. Hey, I want to work on myself. Hey, I want to 
I've spent some time with God. Hey, I'm I'm starting this new career or I, I need more fr- more time with my girlfriends. All these are just excuses to say you're not the one for me right now. And I know that's tough to hear, but th- the fact is if you were if she loved you like crazy, if she thought that she wants to marry you, she would overcome whatever it is she's working on herself with or whatever job she has or whatever girlfriend she wants to spend more time with, she would make it work with you. So this is this is a different conversation if it's you guys have been together for seven years or you're married or you're 45 years old. But this is a classic 21-year-old quick relationship. The best thing you could do, Jared, is give her the space. The best thing you could do is get away from your phone, get away from the the need, the craving to text her or to uh, to go scope her out on Instagram or Facebook and, and see what she's doing. In fact, it's probably smart at this point to hide her from your feed on all social media. This is like something that I didn't really have to deal with it with this when I was dating because when I was 21 there was no social media. So it's a thing now where you you need to you need to be like I'm not going to tell you to block her because that might just cause more problems. But you need to do something of the sort like hide her. You could hide her on all your platforms because it's just going to perpetuate this feeling that you have it's going to keep it alive a little bit longer and ultimately uh, time is your friend. Did you say when this happened? Um, okay, I'm not. I'm not really sure when it happened. I'm assuming very recently. Time is your friend. You're going to need that time. And as days go by, you know, some days might might you might miss her more, um, but but ultimately you're going to heal. This heartbrokenness is going to heal, and then you're going to find somebody else. And the best thing about finding somebody else, and, and in your mind, you're like, I don't want anybody else. Like, this, she's the one. I don't want to try. And that's okay. It's okay to think that. Um, it's natural to think that. But when you do, you do find somebody else. It's like all this stuff is going to start making sense to you. And you're going to go, wow, I, I'm better. My, I'm better myself because of the past relationships that didn't work. I have more understanding of myself now to put into the new relationship that I'm currently in. And every time that happens, it's like this cycle and, and the next one, you'll, you know, you might break up with her, but you get a little closer to who you are and, and who you need and who you want. And, and all this, what I'm talking about is your future spouse. That's the goal here. On top of all that, there's this element where you have to be content alone. And there's nothing in your email that leads me to think that that's a problem with you. But I have to throw it out that there's this concept that you have to be content, single, content on your own, by yourself, without anybody. You don't need anybody to complete you or fill a gap that's missing in you. You find contentment, learn contentment alone with yourself. And then when someone else comes and just adds to that, you don't need anyone else. You want, and it, it, it makes your life that much sweeter. So I hope, uh, I hope this helps. I know it doesn't make it easier, but I hope it helps to clarify 
that you're, you're in this right now and it's going to pass. You're going to feel better. But don't stalk her on Instagram. All right. <laughs> the next one I pulled up says, getting over someone. Should I read it? Should we repeat this? Okay. What's up, Granger? My name's Wesley. I'm 16 from Alabama. Seriously? He says, I'd like to leave my name anonymous. But he just put it in the first sentence. So I'm sorry about that. Um, I'm a fan of the podcast. I've been listening for about a week now, and I've been, I've been dealing with something for about a year, and I wanted your advice on it. I really like this girl who's currently one of my best friends, and she only sees me as a friend. I'm trying to get over her, but every time we hang out, uh, with her, I get all those feelings come back. I've sat with her down. I've sat with her, sat her down, talked to her about my feelings, like you said in the other podcast, episode 114. But she just wishes uh, that she could say the same, but she only sees me as a friend. I spend lots of time praying about this. I appreciate this podcast and, and everything you stand for. Have a great day. Well, thank you, brother. Um, thanks for listening and shout out to Alabama. I, I wish I wish I could just shower you with good news here, buddy. But um, this is this is similar to the last question, but a little bit different in terms of it doesn't sound like there ever was a relationship. And it doesn't sound like there is going to be. And that's okay. You're 16. That that's okay. It's 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 okay to to have this feeling for somebody that doesn't that doesn't have it the same feeling back. That's what I mean by okay is it's normal. It's it's a natural thing. And you're going to go through this many more times. And there's you're going to be on the flip side of it. There's going to be girls that like you and you don't feel the same way. And that's okay. That's normal. The great news of your email, the best part of your emails is, is you're 16. And you you're you're getting closer to understanding who you are and what you like in your future long time hopefully from now spouse so um brother there's nothing you can do right now there's nothing you could do i I would recommend if it hurts to be around her i would recommend you just tell her straight up hey you remember what we talked about like a few weeks ago remember what i told you i was vulnerable i told you because of that i need for myself to back away a little bit from you and spend some time with other people. I'm sorry if that's if that hurts you. And she's going to take this fine. Trust me. She's going to be fine with it. But you should probably not keep her in your close friends group. Because it's tearing you up. Man, a lot, a lot of relationship questions today. Um, here's This one says dating advice. Subject line dating advice. Hey, Granger, my name's Andrea from Kingsland, Texas. Shout out to Texas. We're back in Texas again here. Um, so I've been listening to your podcast for a couple months, and I've become hooked. I love everything you and your, stand, your family stand for. Listening to you and Amber has opened my eyes to God and family. My question, though, is this. I'm trying to get back into the dating field again. It's been very tough. I'm lost as far as seeing red flags before I start planning uh, a date with these guys. I've been hurt so much, and I'm really trying to not bring my past relationships into the current ones. I have low self-esteem, I'm extremely shy, and I don't know how to talk to guys anyways. I have two kiddos, one is six and the other is 11 months. I work 70 hours a week as a truck driver. I'm having a real hard hard time with all this. I have no idea where to even attempt to possibly give a man a chance. 
or to even be okay with talking to a man. My last question is, how does a woman build up enough confidence to approach a man? I'm so lost. I can't even tell if a man's flirting with me or just being super nice. Sorry, this was long. Thank you for everything you do. Sincerely, Andrea. Andrea, um, thank you. Thank you for emailing. Heavy, heavy stuff here. Um, the the heaviest part of your email is that you are working 70 hours a week and you have two kiddos, young kiddos, six and 11 months. And so I can understand that more of the reason you have this urgency to find a man because part of it, you know, I read this part of it, part of it, I just say, you don't need to be looking for a man right now, Andrea. You, you, you need to, you need to find yourself. You need to find contentment alone and single, just like I said in the last question. But I understand that there's this urgency because you have babies at home. And I wish you didn't. I, I wish you didn't. And, and well, I'm sorry. I'm so glad you have these two, but I wish you weren't in the situation of being single with them is what I meant to say. They were a blessing and, and I, I understand that. But I wish that you, I wish that you weren't in this searching place with them because they're going to feel that pain with you. And so I would encourage you instead of, where's the next guy? Are they flirting? Should I go on a date? Just pump the brakes, pump the brakes, gather yourself, breathe, drive your truck, listen to podcast, read the Bible, find God and, and let this whole situation just settle a little bit. It's like it's like you have a, a glass of water with, with glitter in the bottom and you've just shaken it up and the glitter's going everywhere. But if you just put the glass down, everything settles to the bottom until you want to stir it again, right? So just leave it alone for a second. Pump the brakes. And I know that's hard because you want somebody to take care of you and to, to, to complete your family. And that's why... That's why That's why God created man and woman to be together and to be married and to, and to start a family because it just it's it's a complete circle that way. And if it gets out of order, which it does, and, and sometimes it's just not our fault. I'm just not your fault. But but Andrea, it's it just that's why you're in this difficult situation. I would ask you to just let it settle to the bottom for a minute. And and Focus on driving and don't, it, this isn't a big math problem. This is not like a, a Batman riddle to try to figure out the next man. You're not taking cues and learning. Just live your life. Read your Bible. Be, be, grow your faith. Get on that path as, as being a great mother and a, and a great employee and watch as someone comes around and parallels you with that path someone that's right for you, that comes alongside you, with you, moving the same direction, not some truck passing you in the night and flying by. And if you don't, if you don't flash your brights at them, they're just, they're going to miss you. You know, that's, that's, that's what the game that you're playing right now is like, oh God, I'm going to miss them if I don't do something or notice them or catch on to the cues or the, the clues or the riddle, you know, it's like, it's like none of that. You, you want, you want a truck to just pull up right next side you and go, you going that way, I'm going that way too. Let's go together. And it will happen, okay? Thank you for your email, Andrea.
Next one says, uh, subject line, marriage, faith, and mental health. Hey, Granger, I'm 27 years old. I've been married to my wife for six years. We have three children ages five, three, and two. Recently, my wife had an affair at our home among uh, sending photographs to him and another. I'm at a place in my life where I carry great sadness. I struggle to see the path that I should be on in my life, and it has been flipped upside down. I pray for healing for both my wife and I, that our, that our marriage may be saved. This is the darkest my life has ever been. And I know that something must change so that I can be able to be the father of my children that they need and possibly a better husband. I pray when I can, which isn't enough, but we do not attend church anymore. As my wife disclosed, she believes in a higher power, just not the Christian faith. I'm unsure what to do or where to turn. Another tough one, Logan, um, 27 years old, six years married, three kids, uh, and going through a tough time. Logan, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that you have to, you have to be in this storm right now and, and you have to turn to uh, this podcast and, and, and other people around you. I would, go, I would go tomorrow if you hear this. I would go tomorrow to that church, the one that you want to go to. I could tell you want to, but you don't. I would go tomorrow and I would, I would go to their, to the offices and just go, Hey, my name's Logan and I need some help. I need some help. And they're going to know what to do if it's the right church. And it probably is. My name is Logan. I need some help. I'm struggling. I feel alone. I'm a father. I'm in a dark spot in my marriage. My wife is not a Christian anymore. She believes in a higher power, which has created problems. And I need some counseling. I need some, I need some counsel, some wise counsel around me, and I need direction. I would do that, Logan. I would, I would go there. And until and you you stay there until you find somebody that can sit with you and and go, come on in. Yeah, absolutely. Can you meet on Tuesdays? How about how about your lunch break on Tuesdays? Can you come in here? Yes, I can. And commit to that and commit to figuring this out with this, with this person at the church. You also mentioned that you pray, but not enough. And so the, I would ask you around the campfire here, I would say, why is that? We have this tendency in our life to think that prayer is the last resort. You've heard people say, nothing left to do now but pray. Well, it's funny because the Bible says that's the first thing we do. I'm talking... Logan, I'm talking on your knees at night. I'm talking against your bedside. Hard. God, I feel alone. Be present to me. Show yourself to me. I'm in this storm. When is, it, when is the sun coming up? Right? I, I can't take the rain anymore. But I know you could bring the sun. God, show it to me. Show me the light in this. This is too dark for me to handle. And that's the truth. And do that every day. Repeat every day. Every day. I go to that church every day. There's deeper problems here. There's deeper issues going on here than what you just mentioned in your email. And you know that. Wise counsel. It's time. Let's take a break and be right back.
Podcast is brought to you guys today by Raycon. You know, a lot of people didn't even make New Year's resolutions this year. And you know what? I get it. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't still find a way to shake things up, whether it by switching your workout routine or going to someplace new, whatever way you challenge yourself this year, there's no better way to do it than with a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears. Raycon wireless earbuds are the best way to bring you audio because no matter how much you shake things up, I mean, literally, no matter how much you shake, you'll never lose these earbuds out of your ears. They won't fall out. Their earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. There's also awareness mode for when you need to listen to your surroundings so you can take Raycons with you wherever you go. With optimized gel tips for the perfect inner fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they never will budge. Trust me, they'll never fall out. I use my Raycons for working out. I use them for airplane rides. They have a super long battery life, eight hours of playtime, and 32 hours of battery life. So no matter if I'm running or sweating or lifting weights, whatever I'm doing, I take my Raycons with me to listen to audio, to listen to mixes of new songs. They're really great. They're also priced just right. You can get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. So it's no wonder Raycons Everyday Earbuds have over 48 thousand five-star reviews. Right now, Granger Smith podcast listeners get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash Granger. That's buyraycon.com slash Granger to save 15% on Raycons, buyraycon.com slash Granger. Podcast also brought to you guys by Movement. That's MVMT. I've been using this company for a while now. In fact, I'm wearing one of their watches right now. Valentine's Day is already around the corner, and we know we need to find that perfect gift, and that's got to be stressful. That's why our friends over at Movement Watches have already done the hard work for you with a huge site-wide sale. Movement is a Valentine's Day favorite with timeless watches, 18-karat fine jewelry pieces, and special edition styles like rare ceramic watches and bracelets. You could save on these gifts right now. Just choose a watch and matching accessory and get an immediate 20% off your order. Plus, free shipping and always free returns. Enjoy a stress-free Valentine's Day by curating the perfect watch plus accessory gift for a special discount. All in one, one and done. Gifting made easy. Better than chocolates, better than flowers. These are the gifts that last and they could be worn every single day. Shop 20% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to movement.com slash Granger. Go to movement.com slash Granger. That's MVMT.com slash Granger for your most stress free Valentine's gift ever. Movement. Style shouldn't break the bank. Join the movement. Okay, welcome back to rainy Texas. It is pouring down rain outside. I'm finishing this podcast and then I'm heading back out to the the movie set pretty much right when I upload it. So um, my life, my life right now <laughs> is one thing after another. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I'm very, I feel very blessed. And um, I love doing this podcast. It would be so easy just to take a break and be like, you know what? I got a lot of stuff going on right now. I got the radio show, got a got the movie set, got the family. I'm going to I'm going to hold off on the podcast for a month, like pause it for a month. And then I'm like, "Oh, I can't. I can't. There's too many questions and 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 I just I feel like it matters, you know? And and in life, listen. I used to think to myself that we should you know, I came to this conclusion several years ago that you know what? I'm going to do things that make me happy. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do things that make me happy. I'm going to pursue those things. I'm going to chase happiness. That'll make me happy, right? 
And so whenever I look at a list of things to do, I, go, I look at, I look down the list and I go, out of these things, what makes me happy? Do those. But you guys have been listening to me for a while. You know, you know me better than that. You know that I'm not, I'm not like that anymore. No, it's not. It's not chasing happiness. And, and I had to learn the hard way that we do things that matter. That's what we do in life. We go after things that matter. If we only chase things that make us make us happy, it would be what a what a terrible, unfulfilling life that would be. Just because you're happy, what does that matter? That doesn't matter. But when we do things to to others that matter, that we contribute, we're adding something to this world. When we just want happiness, we're taking it, we're soaking in from others or the environment. But when we, when we do things that matter, we're putting it back out from us. And that is so much more fulfilling. That's when we go to our deathbeds and we look back on our life. What are we going to say? You're going to say, man, I had a great life. I did everything that made me happy. Or are you going to go, I had a great life because I did things that mattered to others. That's legacy. That's it. And that, so I'm not there yet, but that but that's that's where my head is. And that's why... I'm going to keep doing this podcast because I believe that it matters. And don't get me wrong. I get a lot of that. I get a lot out of this for myself too. I get a lot from your questions. And so it it matters to me too. Next what next on the list here, uh, subject line says suicide, Bible, hope, slash forgiveness. That's a big one. Howdy Granger. I'm from a small town in Franklin, Texas. Third Texas email in a row. Awesome. Shout out to Franklin. It says parentheses 3A Division II state champs this year. Congrats, man. Congrats. Um, My dad passed away in 2020 due to suicide. If you have lost someone to suicide before, I'm genuinely sorry. Little backstory. I grew up Southern Baptist, nothing against them at all. I was told by my mom, when you commit suicide, you go to hell. Never understood suicide growing up. Seemed uh, something very selfish. Fast forward to 2020, my dad committed suicide and all of these thoughts came back to my mind. Did he go to heaven? I know when he was younger, he accepted Jesus Christ as his savior and always believed, but he did not live a Christian life. Anyways, I would love to hear what you have to say about this as honestly as you can. When I ask, parentheses, not often, I feel like people don't want to be honest with a broken woman in front of them. Thanks. I'm 29 years old, married uh, with with a child, just so you can get to know me. Okay. You're young, 29. This comes from Jessica. Jessica, I'm so sorry um, that you lost your dad. And... I want to dive into this. And yes, I want to be honest with you. I'm honest with the other questions about relationships. I might as well be honest about this. And 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 I've said this before. My honesty doesn't mean that's my truth or your truth. It just means that's my honest answer to your question, right? I talked about this or something similar several episodes ago about suicide. Like you, Jessica, I didn't know a lot about suicide and I didn't have any close suicide around me until I got older. And I did a documentary 
in 2018 called They Were There. And it's called a hero's documentary. And me and my videographer, Paul, and lots of others went out to far west Texas. And we shot this documentary based around the lives of five soldiers that died. One of them was by suicide. Through all these soldiers, I talked to their families extensively. Uh, We had many, many conversations with their families and really highlighted the lives of the the people that they were. So they they could be always remembered. And you could look this up. It's on YouTube, actually. Um, It's called Granger Smith. They Were There, a Heroes documentary. You could find it on YouTube. And I love that documentary. I worked so hard on it. Paul and I worked for a year to put that together. And we walked 100 miles in the desert for five days. And each day, 20 miles, was all about one of these five soldiers. Talked about them, talked about their lives. We read letters from their wives or husbands or family members or mothers or brothers, sisters. We went through some of their, their belongings out there in the desert. Went through their some of their clothes and their jewelry and uh, boots, different things that they had just to to fully understand them. One of them was a suicide death. I, I came to understand then more of what suicide is that I didn't know. And, you know, a lot of people will say, instead of saying committed suicide, they'll say death by suicide because suicide is is a form of, of mental illness. Of course, like you, it's a it's an injury you get to your brain that's so severe through some kind of PTSD that you can't you can't survive anymore with it. That's how severe it is. And the trauma to the brain through either one event or, or through a compounding series of events gets your brain to a point where you cannot live in it anymore. And so that's why they say death by suicide, because it's not you aren't in a right mind to commit anything at that point. So you don't do it to yourself. A, a, one human is not capable of taking his or her own life in the right mind. Okay? So death by suicide means you were killed by the situation at hand. It doesn't make a family member like you feel any better about the situation. I'm not going to tell you that so, so that then, Jessica, you could walk away and go, oh, I feel better about it now. No. It's, it's murder in a very different way. It's not someone else's hand. It's not necessarily like an accident. It's murder from your own hand. All that being said, and, and I talked about this a few episodes ago, from the Christian perspective, from the Christian perspective, murder, right? Murder is a sin. And that's what death by suicide is. It's murder. It just happens to be yourself. The gospel of Jesus, when he came, God in flesh came to this earth. He came to forgive sinners. Murder is a sin. He came to forgive sinners. So 
So the answer, the quick answer to your question is, is he in heaven or hell? No one can tell you that he's in hell. No one can tell you that. It's not a Southern Baptist thing. It's not a certain church cult thing. It is not biblical that anyone could tell anyone else that they're going to hell because they don't know that person's heart and they don't know what happened at the, in the, at the last seconds of their life. We can't say that about the worst mass murderer in the world. We can't say that about them because we don't know what happened to them at the very end. Even if they didn't have the fruits that you would expect of a Christian to have their whole life, we don't know. So we can't say it. And, and the, the example we have is right there in the Bible. You know, the, the thief on the cross right next to Jesus. He was a thief. He was, whatever he did, this thief, whatever he did was bad enough for capital punishment, right? He was, he was getting killed on a cross, this thief. So whatever his life was, it was not good. <laughs> but he, he hung there on the cross next to Jesus. And he said, will you remember me when you go into your kingdom? This is minutes before he died. And Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. That is incredible to all sinners of the world, including me, because we all are. That's incredible news. It's incredible. It just, it, it throws out every false notion of religion that we could possibly have that you have to live a life worthy of it. Live a life worthy of heaven or live a life worthy of hell. Either way, but it's all about the living of it. And it's Jesus just threw it out. When Jesus went to hang out, he went to, he went to the sinners. He went to the, the prostitutes and the thieves and he hung out with them. And he said, it's not the well that need a physician. It's the sick that need a doctor, right? So we don't know what happened to your dad. We can't, we can't look at his life and go, by judging by the life that he lived, I'm pretty sure he's in hell. You can't say that. No one can. Because we don't know his heart. Because he could have been just like that thief where at the last second he said, will you remember me when you go into your kingdom? What if he did? Jesus came to forgive sinners. Murder is a sin. Suicide is a murder. Meaning suicide can be forgiven. And we don't know. We don't know what was in his heart, but now it turns, the whole message now turns to you. It turns to you knowing that message. Why do we need to know that message? Like why? why? We need to know that the power of God is so incredible, so great that it forgives even the worst sinners of the worst sin. That's incredible, right? We don't have a God that sits up there like, like, Santa Claus with a list and checks us off every time we do something good and goes, oh, put one, another one in the good column. So far, he's got 1,7800 in the, in the good column and 1,023 in the bad column. Okay, he's, he's doing pretty good. Keep it going, buddy. You might get to heaven. No, that's not. That's another religion. That's not Christianity. That's my opinion, but it's biblically based truth. Okay, Jessica? So you could sleep at night and go, no one can tell me that about my dad. No one. I'm so sorry for your loss.
Next question says, injuries, faith, and tough decisions. Hmm. Says, hey, Granger, I've been going through a really rough time lately, making a lot of big decisions. To start off, I tore my ACL in November after making it into the varsity basketball team as a freshman. This has thrown a wrench in some of my biggest goals and plans and has brought a lot of trouble into my life. Not only am I out for the season, but I'm out for the next 11 months and I'm going into surgery soon. Now I am also involved in FFA. I show livestock at the fair. I play softball, hike, and hunt. I'm I'm unable to do all of these things that brought me joy during my recovery. I'm being pressured into making decisions uh, about how I will spend my time after surgery and maintain my goal of being a a three-sport athlete through high school. At this point, I'm not sure if that's even a realistic goal. From that standpoint, I feel kind of lost. On the other hand, I think it's opened up totally different opportunities in my life. I have recently gotten even closer with my best friend, and she's helped me uh, lead me into joining FCA, which has brought me back to the Lord. I was wondering if you had any suggestions on how to continue to strengthen my relationship with the Lord, how to learn how to trust myself. To add to this, uh, my dad thinks I should try trap shooting. It's a, it's also a sport I could do during recovery. Do you have any opinions on any of this? Thank you so much for your time, Madison. Madison, it's a good question. And Tearing your ACL is, is tough. It's a tough thing. You're, you're out of so many things that you love in your life. But ACLs through surgery <laughs> will heal, right? I've known many of them in my life. Never done it myself, but I've had many friends that have torn their ACL, including my brother Parker. Now, he tore his when he was like 12 years old, really young to tear ACL. And, and, and I will say... This will pass. It just will. It will. But you're going to be out for a little bit. So what do you do in the meantime? Well, I remember going through this when I broke a couple of ribs and punctured a lung falling off the stage. And you could actually look at that on YouTube. I hate that it's on YouTube, but you could actually see Granger Smith breaks his ribs. Uh, somebody filmed it. It was terrible. And it was during Tory season. I was, uh, I was, Rocking and rolling, man. We were going and, and everything was great. And boom, two ribs are broken. I'm out for, and, and the lung was punctured. So out, out for minimum six weeks, I'm out. And I had the same feeling that you have. I had this feeling of, oh man, everything I love in my life, it's put on hold. What am I going to do? How am I going to make money? How am I going to pay the band? How am I going to keep the bills paid? What, what, maybe people, maybe my fans are going to forget about me because I'm not touring anymore. And I had to just, first of all, quiet all those thoughts. And then I started going through this stuff in my head, like, well, what, what is the best road to recovery? That's the first thing I thought of. What's the best road to recovery? Like what would a, a, an NFL quarterback do? So I looked up stuff like ice baths and and eating more vegetables in my life, like putting more greens in my life. Because I, w- I would sit there and watch Netflix and watch these documentaries on how good vegetables are for you. And we don't eat enough of them. And so I would watch that. And, and so I started, I, I learned things then, Madison, during that time that I still do today. Today. Today, I still, I still put greens in a smoothie with protein every morning. Every day. That's from breaking those ribs. Um, there is so, there is so many things I learned. So many people I found on Netflix, and and I found 
I found speakers and life coaches and uh, so many of these new elements that were introduced into my life when I had, finally, I had time to slow down and focus on that, focus on myself. No doubt, if you put your mind that way, there will be things that come up in your life during your healing of your ACL that you'll carry with you a long time. And you'll look back at this storm, what seems like is, you know, the end of your life. You're a three-sport athlete. It's all over. Well, <laughs> sometimes God has a way of going, hold up, hold up. I want you to think about me for a second. And it's hard. It's hard to know that, God, you let this ACL thing happen. But look what happened. You just told me you joined FCA. You're, you're getting closer to the Lord. You're going to get more time to watch sermons online. You're going to get more time to read your Bible when you got your knee propped up. You're not going to be running around like crazy going to practices and games and and filling your schedule up with that kind of stuff. You're going to be better for this. We're better from any storm. But when you're in it, it's hard. It's hard. You're in, you're in the turmoil. You're in the clouds. You're in the rain. But then the sun comes back out again. And you go, wow, I actually made it. That was a pretty big storm. You're, it says at the end, you're 15. You're 15 years old and you went through ACL surgery and recovery. That's a pretty big storm. Our storms are always relative to where we are or who we are in our lives at the time. And being 15 and, and tearing your ACL is big. It's a big deal. Everyone listening goes, man, that's, that's tough for a 15-year-old to sit out for that long. And then you start wondering, like, maybe... You know, I've, I've Googled things and I'm wondering, like, maybe it won't heal right. Maybe I'll walk with a limp forever. Just reject that. Reject those thoughts. You're going to be good. You're going to be okay. And you're going to be better for this. Let's bring up another one here. Man, we got relationship questions all over the place. Okay, let's um, let's go. <laughs> so many relationships. That's okay. That's okay. Let's do this one. Uh, subject line is breakups and how to move forward. Hey Granger, love your podcast. Recently found it due to TikTok, but I've been a listener of your of your music for many years. I have a couple questions for you, hoping to get some advice. I'm 24 years old from Southeast Michigan. I went through a breakup with my ex back in February of 2020. We were together about three years. Since then, we're on and off for a little while, but haven't really had any kind of communication for or contact for the last six months. I've been struggling to let her go. I've been to therapy, spoken with the Lord again and again, and asked him to guide me through this hardship in my life, but I can never feel like I'm making progress. I can't shake the feeling that she's the person for me. I've tried to allow us to have some space from each other, to grow as people, and hopefully come back to one another one day. But every day I'm consumed about thought, with thoughts of doubt, fear, and anxiety. I'm pretty sure she's sleeping with someone new. I'm sorry, I read that wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. Um, I'm pretty sure she's seeing someone new. I don't know why I put an L in front of seeing. She's seeing someone new now, and that just kills me on the inside. But I hope that it's good for her. I've been trying to be positive about everything that's happened. I'm thankful in some ways this happened because this breakup has brought me back to the Lord and I'm working every day to strengthen that and to be more positive. Any advice you could give, I would appreciate it. God bless, Stephen. Okay. Stephen, you're 24 years old. Shout out to Michigan. Love Michigan. 
Um, you guys, you guys had a rocky relationship. You broke up February, 2020. You, you were on and on. I mean, excuse me, on and off. That's normal. On and off after relationship is normal because you're like, well, we broke up for a reason, but maybe those reasons aren't that big a deal. So you try it again. And then you're like, yeah, they were a big deal. So you get back with her and then you get back off again. So that's normal. But the kicker here is you haven't had any communication for the last six months. You've been struggling to let her go. You've been to therapy. You pray about it. You think she's seeing somebody new. You're consumed every day by thoughts of doubt, fear, and anxiety. And the key to this whole thing, Stephen, is you're not content with who you are right now by yourself, alone, single. It's a scary thought for you to be without her as if she is completing you when you never needed to be completed to begin with. You already are complete, Stephen. You are already who you are. You've got every component. You've got 10 fingers and 10 toes and two ears and a nose. You already are complete. And believe it or not, that heart beating inside your chest doesn't need another heart next to it to pump the same amount of blood. But as humans, we start doubting that. We start thinking that, no, there's this other person will make my heart beat better than it beats now, and it's just not true. The right person will add to you and add to your life and highlight all of your attributes better, but never complete. And so right now, this emptiness you're feeling is... is you, this is is heartbrokenness, but it just needs some time. And you have to get away from this, this nagging thought. You're going to have to make a decision, Stephen, that you will not be consumed by these thoughts anymore. Have you told yourself that? I know, I know what the truth is. The truth is you kind of like being consumed by those thoughts. Because as long as you're being consumed by those thoughts, you're still close to her. Because she's a part of those thoughts. And she's a part of your past. And so the nights and you get sad and you start thinking about her and you start flipping through pictures that you guys had together and you creep her out on Instagram, the nights when you're doing that, you're close with her again. And so even though it hurts, you got a piece of her again. Just for that moment. And it's satisfying a need. It's scratching an itch for you. But you know it's leading nowhere because it's false. It's a lie. She's not here anymore. Stephen, she's gone. She's with somebody new. So you come to the realization that she's gone and you tell yourself, I will not be consumed by these thoughts anymore. I will not pull out my phone and start looking up old pictures of us anymore. I will not hear that voicemail that she sent me anymore. I will delete that text thread that we had six months ago. I will delete it. I will not. Tell yourself this, Stephen. I will not be consumed by this anymore. It's a, it's, it's a lie. And you're falling into the trap of it. And as long as you fall back into it, as long as you, you want to put on the facade that, it's, that you hate it and it hurts you, but the truth is you need to think about her. As long as you keep lying to yourself about that, it's going to just 
keep going and going and going and going. You want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? Then tell yourself, I will not be consumed by these thoughts of fear, anxiety, and doubt anymore. I am fine. I'm a human. We have made it through so many things in history. I come from a legacy of the human race, and we have survived wars and plagues and storms and floods and fires, and somehow we make it because we're resilient creatures. That's how God created us. And I'm one of them. I'm one of this human race. And I'm resilient, and I will not be consumed by this girl. And as soon as you do that and make up your mind, boom, watch the doors that open for you. Watch the opportunity you're giving yourself now for someone new. It might be five months, might be five years, might be 15 years, I don't know. But you're opening the door wider and wider with all this time that goes by. With every day that goes by, you're, you're opening that cracked door of another relationship, another opportunity for your future spouse at 24 years old. You're opening that crack a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And the longer time goes by, good for you, man. The more time that goes by, good. The wider that door gets, the bigger the opportunity, the more space you're giving it, and the more opportunity that people can come to you through it. Open the door, dude. Don't live by that lie. Preach to yourself, I will not be consumed by this any longer. And you delete that stuff on your phone. You pull that stuff out of your brain. Distract it if you have to. The brain is a funny organ, right? Distract it. Go somewhere. Go do something. Go ride a roller coaster, bro. You can't be on the on the <laughs> roller coaster, on a big old wooden roller coaster, screaming down and thinking about heartbreak. You can't. It's not possible. That's a distraction. That's a good distraction. Do, go skydiving, bro. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. And you're not alone. As you've heard from these other emails, you're not alone. And it's still a good question. And it's a normal question. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next episode. Yee yee. Thanks for joining me on the Granger Smith Podcast. I appreciate all of you guys. You could help me out by rating this podcast on iTunes. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to this channel. Hit that little like button and notifications bell so that you never miss any time I upload a video. If you have a question for me that you would like me to answer, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Yee yee.